When is a time when you felt welcomed? When an act of radical hospitality made you feel both comforted and validated? Do these questions make you think of an individual, a group, maybe even a place? I know for me, I'll always associate welcome and hospitality with Mastinetta Springs Conference Center near Harrisonburg, the place where I truly experienced the hospitality of God as a shy, awkward adolescent when I first attended the middle school conference there uh, many years ago now. The energy, love, and compassion of the people leading the conference reminded me that I belonged, a feeling I'll never forget, and a feeling I'll ever strive to reciprocate in my own ministry and life, extending God's welcome and hospitality to others through word and deed. The idea of welcome and hospitality is at the forefront of our short but sweet gospel reading this morning. It wraps up Matthew's 10th chapter that we've been walking through for three weeks now. Remember in this chapter, Jesus is instructing and commissioning his disciples to go out and minister in his name. Now, ironically, they won't actually be commissioned to go out and minister for 18 more chapters at the end of the gospel. But still, there is some wonderful yet puzzling stuff throughout this chapter as we discussed last week. Our short reading this morning is at the end of this pep talk Jesus gives his disciples. And appropriately, it's all about hospitality and welcome. He's warned them so far about not being welcomed, but being persecuted and ostracized for sharing the gospel. He gives them hope that some will also welcome them, though. Welcome. The, the word in Greek here is dekomai. It also means to receive, and it doesn't really appear a whole lot in Matthew's gospel apart from this 10th chapter. You may recall it being used a couple weeks ago when Jesus instructs his disciples in the instance when someone doesn't welcome them, to shake the dust off your feet when you leave. But here Jesus talks about when people will welcome them. And here we see in ancient Near East understanding of hospitality expressed. When you welcome a person, you not only welcome them, you welcome their whole community, their family, their friends, everyone they associate with. In this sense, then, when you welcome a disciple of Jesus, you not only welcome and show hospitality to that person, but to all who call themselves disciples. But even more so, you welcome Jesus himself, and of course, the one who sent Jesus. Jesus then refers to different groups of people that will be welcomed. Prophets, the righteous, disciples, and little ones. Some scholars think that these were titles within the early church, representing different kinds of missionaries that went out. This, of course, could be true. But I think there's a bigger statement Jesus is giving here. Prophets presumably represent those going out and boldly proclaiming the gospel in word, who we usually think of as evangelists and preachers today. 
The righteous ones might represent those who are simply living out the Christian life as best they can. Finally, though, we get to the little ones. Jesus blesses those who would even give a cup of cold water to a little one in the name of a disciple. When I hear this, I can't help but think of my young son who always requests a sippy cup with cold water with ice. Such an act, seem, giving a, a cup of cold water to, to a, a little one, seems like a simple gesture, but of course in a time before refrigeration, cold water was hard to come by. So doing this would be considered an act of extravagant hospitality. Now, when we hear little ones, we might think that Jesus is talking about children. But it's more likely he's talking about young or new disciples to the faith. In chapter 18 of Matthew, Jesus will actually use this phrase again to describe his 12 disciples, calling them little ones, being young in the faith, young in their walk of following Jesus. When Jesus talks about these little ones, he's referring to new believers, still taking their first wobbly steps of faith, still trying to make sense of what it means to follow Jesus and to live out his gospel. And then, from all of this, Jesus tells us that those who welcome all of his disciples, from prophets to little ones, from big gestures like inviting a prophet into your home to simply giving a cup of cold water to a little one, all of these folks who extend such a welcome will be blessed. To me, the bigger message here, though, is that all who call themselves disciples, from prophets boldly proclaiming the gospel, to little ones still figuring out their faith and what it means to follow Jesus, and everyone in between, all of them are called to go out and share Christ's love with the world. It's not just the prophets. It's also the little ones, the new followers of Jesus, the ones still figuring out their faith that are called to minister. From long timers to newcomers and everyone in between, they are all called to do ministry, to share the good news of God's love for us in Christ. And this, friends, is an early image of the church. The word for church in Greek that's used throughout the New Testament is ekklesia. It quite literally means those who have been called out, the called out ones. The church, by definition, are those who have been called and sent out to spread the good news of God's love. In this called-out church includes everyone from the longtime Sunday school teacher to the youth who's just professed their faith for the first time and everyone in between. In this time of pandemic when we've had to worship virtually while continuing our mission, we've been reminded of this definition of who we are as a church. That we're not a building but a people a people who have been called and sent out to love and serve Christ in the world he so loved. The church has left the building. And while we still long for the day when we can be back together again in our sanctuary for worship, 
this idea of church, of ecclesia, reminds us that we are still Christ-sent-out ones. We're still Christ-called-out ones. We are his witnesses, and we've been called out to do his ministry and share his love in a hurting world. To get back to the refrain of the text, this also reminds us that as we go, as we go out to share Christ's love, it reminds us of our core ministry of welcome. Jesus ends this chapter-long pep talk to his disciples to go out and minister in his name, and that as they do so, they will be welcomed by others through him. So how can we extend this kind of bold hospitality to God's children in this time, in any time? Friends, as we continue to be Christ's called and sent out church, May we remember his promise that when we welcome others in Christ's name, we welcome Christ himself. May we find ways to welcome Jesus. May we find ways to welcome him by extending his welcome, hospitality, and love to our neighbors, particularly the vulnerable and marginalized in our midst. In this way, friends, in this way, we can continue to be Christ's called and sent out church for this time and for every time. To the Lord our God, Alpha and Omega, be all glory and honor forever. Amen.